The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. And boy, oh boy, the crap and the bullshit just flows, baby. A week before the draft, and here we are. Rumors abound to the NFL. Culpepper to the Raiders. Still a possibility. They're still talking. I'm sure they say the phone is ringing off the hook at the Raiders Alameda facility. You know what? I still think that's a bunch of bullshit, too. Because, oh, I'll explain myself in just a moment. But the Broncos, they want to move up and take the Lions number two spot to solidify a possible Calvin Johnson uh, pick. I don't think so. Also, the Browns won Quinn and are talking about moving up as well. Just the lies are just one after another. You know the Broncos won't come up to the Raiders and take the number one pick. Al Davis would love to have that Shannarat groveling at his feet, of course. Anyhow, we'll get into a little bit of that. And, of course, the reason I feel that we're not going to trade down to nothing. We're going to take our pick and move on. So, without further ado, show number 144. Yeah. Yeah. Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of Oak. Oaktown. Oh, don't you know? Oaktown. Do you know about my city? Oaktown. The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. Well, Raider fans, of course, what can I say? I have to hit this tidbit. They've released Badger and Johnstone. Yes, they were released earlier this week. Uh, Badger being 33 years old, Johnstone 32. Johnstone was productive. Badger also filled a spot there as a backup, but they got to clear out some room for the new recruits. There's 10 drafts coming to the Oakland Coliseum for our Oakland Raiders, and we got to make some moves. That's good moves because it means they're moving out the old and they're coming in with the new. Here's a story, of course, we're going to hit today is they love to hate us. Of course, the Raiders are big topic of conversation all across the boards today. And we will hit on that because they are feeding at Al Davis's table and they don't have the courtesy to say thank you. Of course, we're going to go over the new millionaires. The new millionaires in the NFL, of course, we'll look at the top 10 draft choices per position, and we'll take a little discussion on that and what our needs are for sure. And then, of course, we will hit the Raider Nation podcast. Comments forward section for sure. And let me remind you, the bone line is still on, even though it's a bone. Throw me a bone. 800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181, get on the bone line, throw me a doggone bone, and get on the Raider Nation podcast, will you please? It's great to hear your voice, give your opinion, throw your rap, get it down, so we can have it for the next show, which will be post-draft, can't wait for that one. And listen to this, Raider fans, Raider official 2007 draft party at McCovey's Restaurant in Walnut Creek. That's right, Saturday, April 28th, 8 a.m. till noon. Of course, $15 in advance and $20 at the door. It includes breakfast, current Raider players, Raiderettes, Raiders legend Jim Otto will be on hand, signing autographs and taking care of business there. We have the first pick in the draft, so it won't be too much of a wait 
you probably eat in the middle of your eggs before they announce the first pick, and I can hardly freaking wait for that. Okay, Raider fans, let's get into this because I just got to. They just freaking love to hate us. That's right. Mainstream media capping on the Raiders consistently all season. You know, we've been talking about that all season as well. And they've been dogging Al Davis, the uh, old regime. The team hasn't done anything, blah, blah, blah. Yet they forget four short years ago we were a Super Bowl contender and they didn't think we could make it then either. What a short memory all ESPN, NFL, and of course, Sports Illustrated, which is the pinnacle of crap about the Raiders. And I will I will share this with you. And thank you to Sean of the Raider Take from his blog, The Raider Take, that is part of the Black Flag Network, which includes, of course, Silver and Black Forever and The Raider Way. Check them out. They're great blogs. Sean of the Raider Take always has these. They're great. And he calls them news you can't use and that's exactly what they are and in this of course (laughs) this is a great story because sean takes great pain in pointing out how stupid and i mean it's really stupid some of these guys that call themselves journalists are just i don't know where they come from i don't know what school they've gone to but they couldn't have gotten the very good grades, especially for create, maybe for creativity, and they should have stuck with something like fantasy or some other subject besides real, honest sports. So here's what Sports Illustrated said, um, columnist. He had to say about the Raiders last week. I don't dislike the Raiders. It's just that, well, how can I put this? It's like having a son. You were once very proud of, a little rough at times, but he struggled and achieved and overcame a lot. Many people were against him, and then he just gave up. He just gave up. You look at him and you see a slouching person, nearing middle age, hair thinning, cigarette smoke stained fingers, talking out of the side of his mouth, continually lying. Is this really your son? Well, yeah. And you still love him underneath all that? You just don't enjoy being around him. Now, this is how a Sports Illustrated writer described the Oakland Raiders. Need I say more about the mentality of this moron or the ability for him to actually write an article that's unbiased? That entire statement says a whole lot about the individual. It says a whole lot. So it isn't enough that one of his esteemed colleagues prints this garbage as if it was the quote of the day. I'll tell you, these guys love to hang with each other. So the Raiders have given up, they say. Four losing seasons following a Super Bowl berth means you've given up? Are they freaking crazy? Those are fighting words, folks. Fighting words for sure. This arrives on the wake of the following recent quote from yet another Sports Illustrated columnist. 
The two words used most frequently on draft weekend by Raiders coach Lane Kiffin will be, yes, boss, followed closely by great call. And next, of course, the best, I think, cream, sugar. This again, a slam on our coach Lane Kiffin, slaying, of course, like they always do, that Al Davis will pull all the strings and make all the decisions, blah, blah, blah. One of these guys is in bed with the Patriots, and the other is sleeping with the 49ers. You'll have to excuse them for their hatred oozing out of their pores, no doubt. Anyhow, that's three SI columnists in two weeks publishing juvenile riffs on the Raiders. This is the point where people write and say, What do you care? Who cares what they write? What do you expect? We're 2-14. and 14. Yes, we were 2-14. and 14. Yes, we were. Yes, we are first in the draft. Yes, we are. How many times have the Lions been first in the draft? Or the Buccaneers? Let's think about it. Let's think about all the losing teams in the NFL that have been first in the draft. Let's look at what the, the press has called them. Poor misfits, not able to win. They're going to do it this time. But the Raiders? No. They hold us to a higher standard. They hold us to a higher standard because we have a higher standard. Yet, they don't remember the good about the Raiders. They cap on the Raiders and the owner, Al Davis, constantly. If we're not doing this, we're not doing that. If they see it this way, we have to see it that way. They're contrarians, my wife likes to say. I love that word, contrarians. It seems to meet and fit so well in sports writers' of this day and age when it comes to our Oakland Raiders. I certainly feel the sting of their words at times, laughing most of the times. You know, the worst part is going to the supermarket and having a bunch of people that are Raider fans saying things like, oh, we suck, oh, we deserve the ridicule, what are you going to do? Shrug their shoulders and look at the ground. This is where I say Sean is 100% correct because this is where I say, hey, man, we're a good team. Don't you see the positives? Around me, people shriek and laugh. Some 49ers fans say, yeah, yeah, you're going to the Super Bowl next year. I've heard it all. But don't listen to them because you have to tune them out like you do most times anyway. You have to stand up for your team. Stand up for the Raiders. Everywhere. Everywhere you go. This week, everyone should be sporting their shit. This week, Every Raider fan should be proud and loud and wearing all their silver and black. This is a momentous occasion for our team. It is a great change in the winds. This is a time when our team will dig itself out of the hole and launch itself back into contention for the coveted trophy. I will tell you this. This draft is probably one of the most important in the history of the Raiders. Considering that Lane Kiffin, who's not asking Mr. Davis if he wants green or sugar, he's not saying, yes, boss. He might say, I agree with you, Al. Great call might be something he might say, because Al Davis has all the wisdom, way more in his little arthritic toe than most of these writers have ever had in their life. I will say this, and I will say this again, and I will keep saying it. Stand tall for your Raiders. This week is big. Be a fan. Be a real fan. And when people say you suck, turn around and say, watch out, buddy. 
we're coming, and we're coming back. And I don't give a rat's ass what your team is. They will be a mere trinket in the way to our drive towards the Super Bowl. I truly believe that we have a chance to be champions this year, to turn people's heads, our heads. Of course, SI, Sports Illustrated, and ESPN, all those people will laugh. They will say we can't make it. They will say we're lucky. They will use all the terms to keep us down. That's why we as fans need to keep ourselves up and keep our team in a positive light so that we can grow the nation. And the nation ain't stopped. It grows. It grows every day. That is all I have to say about that. You know, the other thing... Very quickly, I just want to hit this because, you know, now that I talked about uh, how the media uh, experts are talking about, well, who's going to draft what? This Mel Kuyper moron. I, I just, the skinny little guy with the nasal voice just doesn't do football for me. His guesses are just guesses. What he says, if you take it apart, you know, people give him such credence for knowledge. And I just think he's another talking head. You know, I think Jim Rohn said it best when he said, talking heads of sports, it's a perfect description of Mel Kuyper and all who are like him. Except Mel himself is just a nasal talking head. He talks like, well, um, let's see. Uh, I hate to even put it out there. The fact that they are wondering what the Raiders are going to do and second-guessing about what the Raiders are going to do is one thing, but everyone has to add their two sets of eight. And it's funny because it's so transparent. Anyway, they love to hate us. And you know what? I love it. I just love it. I love that they hate us. Screw them. And the sweet taste of victory, the sweet victory will be (laughs) looking at their articles when they have no choice but to write positive things about our team. (laughs) I just love it. Okay, let's look at the top prospects for the draft. In other words, the million-dollar men. Because I'll tell you right now, these characters are all going to make some money, and I mean money. Let's hit first the quarterbacks because that's the big thing about the Raiders. We need quarterbacks. We've known we need quarterbacks. And, you know, unless we get Dante Culpepper at the 11th hour with a bad knee or two and all the injuries that he's had, I would not put a lot of water in that bucket for sure. Let's get on to this. Jamarcus Russell. Yes, of course, they have us taking him and or Calvin Johnson. Please. Jamarcus Russell is on the list. Not the first on the list, but he is on the list. Brady Quinn is another quarterback on the list. 
you know. And then, of course, Trent Edwards moved up from Stanford. Uh, Drew Stanton of Michigan State is my hero. He is the man I give the best chance to run an offense. I think this kid, Drew Stanton, he is the man. And he is going to take some team somewhere. I just hope Lane Kiffin can see it. John Beck from BYU, another hidden diamond. Troy Smith of Ohio State, need I say more, Heisman man. Kevin Kolb of Houston. Isaiah Stanbeck of Washington. Jared Zabrowski of Boise State, who actually did a great job rallying his team back in the bowl game, which was an incredible comeback. Great poise in the pocket. Took a hit. Great kid. There's another hidden guy right there. He is a gamer and a game player. He's a little bit on the short side, but like I said before, that doesn't stop you when you prove that you're a champion. They said Emmett Smith couldn't run either. Check that out. And there's Tyler Palco from Pittsburgh, another great quarterback. There's a, a lot of quarterbacks in this draft. None of them are supposed to be spectacular, but that's what they say in every draft. Now, we don't need running backs. Adrian Peterson is not somebody that, that really comes out shooting out at me because he's injury prone and he has been his whole college time. Why pick him? Marshawn Lynch, there's the guy. That's the guy you want. Lorenzo Booker's another great running back. But I'll tell you now, Marshawn Lynch is the closest thing to Reggie Bush that ever was. If we went for any kind of running back, which I don't think we need, Marshawn Lynch would be the man, and he will go in the first round. Wide receivers, I don't think we need him. I don't think we should take one. But Calvin Johnson, if we're thinking about getting Drew Stanton, we can take Calvin Johnson. But listen to this. I don't think he's the best receiver in the in the, the league. You know what I think is better? It's not Dwayne Jarrett from USC, even though I sure Lane Kiffin wouldn't mind. I think Dwayne Bowe is the best wide receiver in the draft. I think Dwayne Bowe has the best yardage after catches um, out there. I think Dwayne Bowe is a stud. I also think Dwayne Bowe is a head case. In some cases, um, he's pretty intense, and that's the only thing that I would think is wrong with him is a character issue. But, man, I would take the chance on that guy. Ted Ginn, of course, of Ohio State. Um, Dwayne Bowe of LSU, of course. Dwayne Jarrett, USC. Steve Smith, USC. Sidney Rice, South Carolina. Anthony Gonzalez from Ohio State. Those those guys, Greg Davis, of course, from LSU, is another stud. Those two guys, between Dwayne Bowe and Craig Davis, they made that team. Yes, the quarterback, Jamarcus Russell, was good, but he threw a lot of balls behind, and both these guys were gamers and went out and got those balls. These are both quality receivers, and I wouldn't mind taking either one of them. Over Calvin Johnson, wouldn't blink an eyelash. Now, I hope we have to go. don't have to go into safeties and cornerbacks because I'm not. That's because we don't need them. Just like we don't need linebackers, we do need defensive ends. Okay, defensive ends are necessary. Gaines Adams out of Clemson. He is a monster. Jamal Anderson out of Arkansas. Adam Carricker. Out of Nebraska, James Moss, Jarvis Moss, excuse me, Florida, Anthony Spencer from Purdue, Ray McDonald, Florida, Charles Johnson from Georgia, 
Lamar Woodley, there's a name that comes out big time from Michigan. We could use another defensive end. I wouldn't be surprised if we used one of our drafts to get one of these guys. Tim Cower from Texas. And here's one we're sure to get because I'm going to tell you I can hardly pronounce his name. Okay, I'm going to try. Akeka Alama Francis from Hawaii. Now, there you go. I'm sure the Raiders are going to take him because I'll have a hell of a time trying to pronounce his name. <laughs> Randy and I got a real kick out of that. We got a kick out of that for sure because Randy said, anyone anyone they're going to they're gonna pick up, Greg, you're going to have trouble with their names, so find the hardest names. <laughs> I know. Robert Moorhead's laughing. Defensive tackles. Amobi Okai, okay? I don't know how to say it, but he's from Louisville, and he's a stud. He came from Nigeria. He's got a great story, um, but he's going to be gone before we can get him. Alan Branch from Michigan. Justin Harrell from Tennessee. Tank Tyler from NC State. Now, he's supposed to be something good, too. Turk McBride from Tennessee. Brandon Melbane from Cal. Uh, Marcus Thomas, Florida. Antonio Johnson, Mississippi State. Paul. Solari from Utah and Ryan McBean from Oklahoma State. He was a stud. I wouldn't be surprised if we pick up a defensive tackle um, as well. Offensive guards. Ben Grubbs, Auburn. Supposed to be the guy, okay? Justin Blaylock from Texas. Aaron Sears from Tennessee. Josh Beekman from Boston College. Andy Allerman from Akron. And Manuel Ramirez from Texas Tech. Mansfield Watro, Georgia Tech, Tim Duckworth, Auburn, Cam Stevenson, Rutgers, and Mike Jones from Iowa. Now, offensive guards, the great ones, are true value picks in the draft. Teams don't necessarily select guards in the first round. No, we don't. But we have been popular first-day picks. They sure have, and we're definitely going to have to have one. Now, here's a position we definitely need, offensive tackle. Joe Thomas who evidently, somebody said, didn't want to come to the Raiders, whatever. Levi Brown, Penn State, Joe Stanley from Michigan, he's a great choice. Tony Ugo from Arkansas, Doug Free, North Illinois, Marshall Landa, Yanda, excuse me, from Iowa, James Martin from Boston College, Ryan Harris, Notre Dame, Adam Coates from Oregon State, and Alan Barbie from Moso State. <laughs> so listen, we're definitely going to need some defensive players. We haven't talked about it very much in the draft, but I'm going to tell you, we definitely need some defensive players. Since we picked up a fullback in free agency, we certainly could be looking for another fullback, and that's something we should look for as well. But tight ends is something we definitely need. Greg Olson will go in the first round quickly from Miami. Zach Miller is another kid from Arizona State who's gotten some great reviews. He might be gone too. But there's a lot more. Ben Patrick, Kevin Moss, Kevin Boss, excuse me, Scott Chandler, Chandler and um, Martrez Mil Milner, excuse me. I'm having a hard time. Joe Newton from Oregon State, Michael Allen from Whitworth, and Clark Harris from Rutgers. Call it the Tony Gonzalez factor, but Antonio Gates theory, whatever. Last last year, tight ends were just awesome. They flew off the board like they were, you know, fresh potato chips right off the doggone rack. These guys were gone quick, 
I do think that they've they've held their their uh, their ground and their value in this draft. We definitely need them, and trying to find one is very very difficult. They found well in this day and age. In this day and age in the NFL, tight ends make a huge difference, and you could see by our lacklustered, weak ass tight ends from last season what happened. We had a terrible coaching staff. I'm not going to put it all in the guys, but still. Um, we did have one guy come up pretty good, so we're going to look at tight ends. We're going to look for some tight ends. We're going to look for some offensive linemen. And like Kevin Booth, man, he was a diamond in the rough. No one knew what was happening. Look at his first string. He's up in front this year, so that'll be good. Okay, Raider Nation, let us not waste any more time. And let us get right to, please, the Raider Nation Podcast. <laughs> Comments Forum Section! Okay, New York Raider Tommy. Tommy Banano. Yes, he's our local Raider fan. Actually, he's from New York, but we like to call him a local boy because he loves coming here. He loves our Oakland Raiders, and Tommy comes in with question. That trade that Zerfzilla posted would work with me, but I don't see it happening. I have a question about for the nation. Say we draft Russell. I'm cool with that. But say Dwayne Jarrett really drops to the second round, like people are stating, starting to say. Would you take him with the number one pick in the second round, or should we work on the O-line with that pick? Kiffin knows Dwayne Jarrett, and Dwayne Jarrett knows Kiffin's offense. I also think Moss is gone this year. The knock on Jarrett is his 40 time, but look at the production at USC. They said the same thing about Anquan Bolin, and look when he was coming out of college, but look what he's done in the NFL. Plus, he's an East Coast guy, New Jersey. Ha! LOL. I think it would be a great fit. What do you guys think? Rick, I've been working like a slave in my regular job, DJing in school. I've been keeping up, bro. Still bleeding silver and black. I think I might have to make it out uh, again for the donkey game next year in December. Awesome. Love to have you. Love to have you, New York Raider Tommy. Come on back home, brother. Everybody's missing you, especially Colorado Chris. Well, as far as I'm concerned, Dwayne Jarrett wouldn't be my choice. Uh, You told me, I told you about Davis and uh, Bo. Those would be my two choices. Whether or not Dwayne Jarrett gets picked, it's okay. We don't really need wide receivers. I would hope that they would concentrate on the offensive and defensive line because those are the places we need players right now. We need those to make things happen, uh, especially the defense. We cannot forget about our defense. We have definitely got to do it. Now, uh, Smurfzilla, excuse me, the trade idea, Raider 1138 comes in. Why the hell would we trade McGowan and take Russell? Um, I just don't see it happening. Well, McCown, I don't believe, is coming to Oakland. Um, That trade probably would have happened by now, and it's not happening. So we can all rest easy. I don't believe that's going to happen. Just like I don't believe we're going to trade down. You know, who wants to take their $30 million in guaranteed money and put it on somebody in this particular draft? Last year was a stronger draft. This year is not a very strong draft, except for wide receivers. They got some good ones in there. Uh, Other than that, we're not talking about any heroes here. 
I don't see anybody on this draft board that would be worth $30 million compared to last year. So, hmm, I don't think we're going to be trading with anybody. I think we're going to have to go in there, bite the bullet, and put our money down on a player. What, who it might be, I don't know. I certainly hope we don't go with Russell at number one. <laughs> but we might. Let's see now. There's a lot of a lot of speculation on what we could do, what we might do, but I just don't see it happening. Here we go. Now here's one from Randy. John Beck, could the Raiders draft him instead of J. Russ or B. Quinn? From the website Countdown to the NFL Draft, another pontificating talking head. The Raiders are expected to take QB Jamarcus Russell. But if the Raiders happen to take wide receiver Calvin Johnson or even trade the pick, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Raiders possibly taking a shot at Beck. Now, going to Oakland wouldn't be bad in terms of having a chance to play early, but with that offensive line, they are so bad that they have a former <laughs> uh, Ute Barry Sims still. Well, that's true. Being as bad as it is, Beck would be seeing a lot of time in the McAfee Coliseum turf which is another slam on the Raiders, of course. Uh, and as far as Barry Sim goes, you watch him play today, brother. Mr. Countdown to the NFL bullshit. Wait till our new blocking schemes comes in your face. I can't wait. Like I said, the sweet smell of victory will make all these ge geeks shrivel up and print the truth. Okay, here we go. Navy Rob, Rate. Yahoo Rumors, NFL Rumors, again, Rumors, Oakland Raiders, Retay works out for the Bengals Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. Free agent quarterback Timmer K worked out for the Cincinnati Bengals at Paul Brown Stadium on Monday but didn't sign. Retay is drawing interest from several clubs, including, of course, the Oakland Raiders and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The only quarterbacks in Cincinnati roster are Carson Palmer and, of course, backup Doug Johnson. Now, please, Tim Retay, I've seen him do it. I've seen him in San Francisco, and that's why they dumped him, and they were shitty then. We don't want Rattay. No thank you. No Tay-Tay for Rattay. Thank you very much. I don't think it'd be better than McGowan. I don't think so at all. The mock draft, number one, Calvin Johnson, Drew Stanton, or Turn Edwards, number two, at defensive tackle, and number three to replace Sapp, and the rest, offensive lineman. I think we go for a defensive lineman, and I think we go for a tight end. I think those are two positions we definitely have to go for along with offensive line, but that's what I'm saying. Who the hell really knows? Colorado Chris going on the record. I'm I'm on the Calvin, Calvin scenario. You take the best person available. My question to you, Greg, Rick, why all the talk about so many QBs in the draft or picking up free agents? Because Walter is not our future. Welcome back, Tommy. Your sister and I have missed you. <laughs> Why all the talk about so many QBs in the draft or picking up free agents because Walter is not our future? I think Walter is our future, but there's only one quarterback in Oakland, and that's Walter. We need at least two guys. Look at how many times our quarterbacks have gone down in the last four years. We need people in the back there to help him out. So we need two more quarterbacks, trust me. And I do think Walter is the answer to the future. It's once he gets some blocking, watch this kid throw. He will blow you away. Blow you away. Raider Rick comes in, Colorado Chris. There's always hype and talk in every draft. Remember the hype around Leaf and Manning in 98? 
Half the expert thought Leaf was hands down better than Manning, and the hype put him in the overall number two. At the overall number two, I'm no expert, but I like to play the odds, and the odds have it that a QB taken in first round, come out of school early, are either busts when you spend three or four years developing, as opposed to those who stay in school four years and then come out and make an impression almost immediately. I subscribe to that. Take a look at yourself and see the history. That's true. Juniors that come out for the draft in the NFL are weak. And I'm talking like 80% hit the crapper. And I mean never get heard from again. As for talk about free agents, assuming you mean QBs, it's no surprise that we need a guy with some experience to lean on for our young QBs to learn from. It makes no sense to get a guy like J. Russ, Stanton, or Quinn if we're looking at a QB and put him out there day one and not have a veteran presence around him to help him learn. As we all know, the hardest position to learn, it's the hardest position to learn, and much more than physical skills. There's reading the D, knowing when to take a sack, throw the ball, etc. It's a position that takes time to master. Rate is a vet still around and that has a pretty good head on his shoulders and a decent enough skills to learn from. I don't think so, but, you know, San Francisco sucked. If we go with youth at QB and develop a guy, we need a veteran presence. I do think that Quinn and Stanton, as four-year starters, will be ready to step into a quicker than Russ. Jay Russ, I do too. As we develop whoever is our QB, let's not forget how many holes we have to address on our offense, like Lyman, or it really won't matter who's in the backfield for the most part. Defenses can put A guys in the box, and we will be, he will be in your grill in two seconds every play, just like it was last year. As for Walter, he might be the QB of the future if you go to a true West Coast-style offense. However, I do think that he's a lot better than most people want to give him credit for. Absolutely. He is no slower than Roethlisberger, and the Steelers roll him out on occasion. However, he gets more time to throw the ball, and that's for sure. I'm hearing crap about Walter, yet I keep looking back at the 2006 film, and Walter is not the problem. It was more the system than anything else, like the five and seven steps drops, and the Tom Walsh, mayor of Brokeback, Idaho, playbook, shithead, chicken-loving geek. Excuse me, that was all me right there. Whose fault is that? Uh, knows my friend, of course, coaching. I will support whoever we pick because that's the way we roll at the Raider Nation. By the way, did you check out Stanton's video? What did you think? P.S. What's up with A-Rod and home runs 11-12 tonight and 30 RBIs? Damn, A-Rod is on fire, and that blows because I'm an Oakland A's fan. Okay, so, yes, I want to remind the nation to hit the Raider Nation podcast um, website and check out the videos. Randy has done a great job. Check out the video section. We have everybody that could be interested. Um, there are videos from school. It's great stuff to see. It's exciting. It'll get you pumped up for the season. Very, very cool. Tokai Outflows from Japan. What's up with the, all the love for Rate? I'm a little lost in the love of the nation showing for Tim Cafe Latte. What did he do in San Francisco or Tampa Bay that showed us anything than a perennial backup? If he's so great, then why isn't he starting somewhere? I just don't see it. I don't see it either. Tim Rate has been taking a beating everywhere he's gone. Of course, Tampa Bay has a weak offensive line too, just like San Francisco did, and they were running. For, he was running for his life most of the time, but he didn't show any flashes. A lot of interceptions, bad decisions. I don't think we need him in Oakland. I don't think we want him anywhere near a new quarterback. 
digital lyricist. <laughs> Read me, it says. What's up, Raider Greg? I finally got a new computer, so you will see a lot more of me. Very good. I think Walter should get another chance at QB. He had a snowball's chance in hell last year, and nobody, not even Mike Dick, could have done much better um, with the holes that were left in that line. <laughs> the Gatriot's ego that let all the Gatriot's ego through. I've had this funny idea on how to screw the Tampa Bay fucks. If it would ever really happen, let them know that we are going to take Calvin Johnson and then remind them that we still want Candy Moss to kick rocks. Offer them some extra with Candy for the first-round pick. We probably couldn't get the pay for two or five picks, but I thought that it would be cool. We could try to do that to any team wanting Calvin Johnson. And another thing for those J. Russ fans who think his numbers were so great, Jamarcus Russell completed 439 of 797 pass attempts for 6,625 yards, 52 touchdowns, and 21 interceptions. During his time at LSU in 2006, he threw for 3,129 yards and 28 TDs. Troy Smith, however, completed 420 of 670 passes for 5,700 yards and 54 TDs with just 13 interceptions in four years at Ohio State. In 2006, he threw for 2,549 yards, 30 touchdowns, and he was the Heisman Trophy recipient. Enough said. J.R.S. had the yards by a few hundred, but he also threw eight more picks and two less TDs than Troy. I didn't look at the other QB stats. I looked at Troy's because I think that he's a good QB in the draft. So J. Russ is not good. Plus, he's a lop. Absolutely. The next Culpepper bus waiting to happen. I could be wrong, but I believe that it's better to take the best player in the draft and work around him rather than take a risk on a QB that doesn't really have better numbers than a Heisman Trophy recipient. No doubt. He did win that shit for a reason. Passing on CJ is like the Texans passing on Bush. It will bite you in the ass. That's for sure, man. P.S. I've heard a lot of people complaining about how hard the, it is to get the NFL Network. I pay less for my basic channels, extra channels, including two, two channels with NFL Network on my high-speed internet through Comcast than anyone with a, a dish trying to pay for NFL ticket alone. That's for sure. And I work at Walfart. Not trying to be um, talk trash, but giving the heads up to anyone who doesn't already know about it. Well, I'm going to try it. The other thing is, fuck ESPN. Any of those writers who slammed the Raiders, they just mad. They were out there doing big things, and I'm out. You're right. They are, because they're going to have to suck their words down with some sour mash. I'll tell you that for sure. We're going to turn around and put it in their face. Thank you, digital lyricist. I look forward to your further posts. A dingo ate my baby. Draft party attendee list. It looks like Juan Jorge is going to the draft day party. I'll be there. Anyone else going? Take Semi Bot. Of course, we have it on our website. And we have to join the Oakland Raiders on Saturday, April 28, 2007, at their draft day event at McCovey's Restaurant in Walnut Creek. I will be there. And so will Jim Otto. Okay, people, one more thing. Go Warriors and go Oakland A's. I have to throw that in there. Why? Because I'm a fan. Raider Nation, it's a few short days until draft day. Then we can all take a breath and move on. Let us hope that things run smoothly. There's no hiccups in the road like there were last year. 
I don't think last year it has anything to do with the Raiders. It was a debacle from the first hiring of our coach. We knew it was going to be bad. We just didn't know how bad. It's a good season. The 2007 season is looking damn good with Lane Kiffin in the driver's seat and Al there to help him. We've got good things coming, folks. I can guarantee it. This is Raider Greg guaranteeing a better season next year. That's for sure. And we will see you after the draft. I'm Raider Greg, and I am out! <laughs> <laughs>